In this episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about affiliate promotions and how to properly disclose that you're an affiliate and if you should use timestamps in your videos or not. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you'll learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that these comments are pulled from my YouTube channel or other YouTube communities online or from the submission form on the Comments Over Coffee website. So if you have a question about what you're doing on YouTube, you can submit yours at commentsovercoffee.com. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I'll put it in the queue. So our very first question is from Carmen. Carmen says, you talk about affiliate links and many others do as well as a good way to make money. I heard your friend Brian G. Johnson say that he got a strike for having affiliate links. So are affiliate links really okay or not? I know that you need a disclaimer, but are there any other issues to be aware of? So thank you for your question, Carmen. And I want to let everybody listening know who Brian G. Johnson is first. Um, Brian G. Johnson also makes content like I do. He does a lot of YouTube help stuff. He talks about the algorithm a lot and just all the different things that YouTubers can do to be better. I do want to congratulate Brian because by the time this comes out, he will have hit 100,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. So congratulations, Brian G., for crossing that milestone, man. It's been awesome. You know, both of us, you know, going through this process together has just been incredible. And um, it's awesome to see you hit that milestone. So if you are not familiar, with affiliate marketing and what affiliate marketing is. Affiliate marketing is basically where you sign up with a company or a website and you put a link in your descriptions of your videos. And if somebody clicks on those links and they go and they make a purchase, then you get a commission for whatever it is that they happen to purchase. So that's affiliate marketing in a nutshell. It is a fantastic way to make extra money on YouTube. And depending on how good you get at affiliate marketing, you can actually make some really really good money um, with affiliate marketing. A lot of people will leverage affiliate marketing along with the ad revenue that they get on YouTube to kind of double or triple or quadruple, you know, whatever income they're making from their YouTube channel. It's a very popular thing on YouTube. And I also want to let you know that affiliate marketing in general is legal, it's ethical. And as long as you are letting people know that you are going to get a commission, then you're okay. Specifically, according to the FTC, What they say is that if you disclose your relationship to the retailer clearly and conspicuously, readers can decide how much weight to give your endorsement, okay? So the reason that they're saying that is basically what they want you to do is they want you to put a disclosure in your descriptions or in that case, you know, in your blogs. And the idea is just to let people know, hey, I'm promoting something here. If you buy something through my link, I'm gonna get paid, right? I'm gonna get a commission, be it a lot of money or be it a little bit of money, I'm going to get a commission because you went through my link and made a purchase. And on the side of the FTC trying to protect consumers, the idea here is they are basically wanting to make sure that people know when they click on that link that you might not necessarily be as passionate about the product that you are talking about if you are going to get a commission on it. So let's say, for example, you are selling ink pens through your YouTube channel and you talk about, hey, I got this amazing ink pen here. And, you know, it's, it's great. It writes underwater or whatever your sales pitch is for that ink pen. And they then get driven down into your description where you tell them to go down there and they start buying these ink pens. But really, let's say that you don't even like that pen or you don't use it yourself. Well, in that case, you have been motivated to push them down to your description just for the sake of making the sale, not necessarily because it's something that you use or love. So 
on YouTube, one of the things that I really recommend that you do is when you are promoting something, make sure that it's something that you dig. Make sure that it's something that you are in alignment with or something that you use or something that you've curated and you've proven that it's a quality product for your readers or your listeners. And the reason for that is because, you know, on YouTube, we're growing an audience of people that know, like, and trust us, right? And they take our recommendations as people to make videos, as people that use the term influencers, if you will, you know, as people that are influencing others on YouTube, the power that you have with people watching your videos and taking those recommendations is huge. So because of that, just make sure that, you know, you're in alignment with what it is that you are promoting and that it is genuinely a good fit for the people that are watching your content. Because if you do that, then over time, people are really going to start taking your recommendations and it's going to make the conversion that you get, which is basically the amount of people that click versus the amount of people that actually buy. It's going to make that conversion a lot higher because people are going to know that your recommendations are solid and that they can trust you. So in the long run, that will end up making you a lot more money than just trying to push stuff for the sake of pushing stuff. Now, that's on the FTC side. Now, you also need to put a specific disclaimer down there in your descriptions if you are promoting something as an Amazon associate. And Amazon specifically says that you must clearly state the following or a substantially similar statement previously allowed under this agreement on your site or any other location where Amazon may authorize your display or use of program content. As an, here it is in quotes, as an Amazon associate, I earn from qualifying purchases. That's it. That's all you have to put. So they've changed that. It used to be a lot longer than that. But some things that you want to avoid because you're asking me about, you know, things that you want to make sure that, you know, so you're playing, you're, you're doing it safely. Something that you want to avoid with Amazon specifically is you want to avoid saying anything about them supporting your channel. So a lot of people will use their disclaimer and within their disclaimer, they'll say, you know, by purchasing through this link, you know, you're helping to support the channel. And by saying that they're helping to support the channel or anything related to supporting you through that, what you're doing in that situation, according to Amazon and their view, is that you are actually incentivizing people to click on those links to where they might not have clicked on those links otherwise. So because of that, you know, you want to make sure that you avoid any type of language like that and just strictly let people know that if you make a purchase through these links, then um, I'll get a commission. And you can look around YouTube for that. You can go straight to Amazon for that disclaimer. And also it's really important to make sure that on the side of the people that you're promoting, it's really important to make sure that you read through the terms of service for the companies that you're promoting as well to make sure that they don't have anything specific that you need to put in your descriptions when you're promoting them also. Now, let's go back up to Brian D. Johnson and the problem that he had and how all of this applies to YouTube. So yes, it's safe. Um, and it's okay to promote things on YouTube. What YouTube does not like is if you are making a video for the sake of driving people off platform, then in that case, that can get you in trouble, okay? Now, I know that you might think, hey, if I'm doing a review, isn't that driving people off platform? When in reality, that's not really made for the sake of driving people off platform. You're doing that for the sake of, you know, kind of letting people know what is up with that particular product. Is it a good product or not? And then you just happen to be selling or pushing people to that link as an affiliate to help them with their buying decision, right? But there's also a lot of affiliate marketers that will use this in a more shady way to where they will make a video just for the sake of ranking in search and pulling the traffic in that way and then sending people back off of YouTube right through that link. And there's no real meat to the video. There's no real fullness to the content or no real actual content 
to the video, right? They're just putting that video up there so that when people run across it and then they see it, they're trying to drive them to those links to get them off site um, and just basically get them cookied into their browser, which basically means they have a way that they can track people on their browser so that if they go to these places and make purchases, then they can get the commission. So because of that, you have to be careful of that on YouTube and you want to make sure that you're giving actual good, solid content and that you're not just putting out links for the sake of driving people off site. Now, when it comes to Brian's problem, so we did kind of a round table on this with Brian and myself and some other people that make similar content to what we make and that, you know, study all this stuff. And with Brian, they didn't give him a specific reason, right? That YouTube did not say this is why you got the strike. Okay. What happened was we all sat around and we said with everything else that you have in your description, this is the only thing that could really make that happen. Right. Based on, you know, everything that, that we've studied, all the information that we looked up while, you know, this was happening to him. And we said, Hey, this is the only thing that this could happen. And the reason that we think that is because the specific link that was in his description, it wasn't like directly, it didn't have the website URL on it. It was more of like a shortened link. It wasn't a bit.ly link or anything like that. It was basically just a shortened link through the website. And what happens is since somebody clicks on that link, they don't necessarily know where they were going. And since it redirects them, then that actually sends them to someplace that they might not have expected to go, which then is something that YouTube frowns upon. So that's the only thing that we could find. Now, that doesn't mean that that's exactly what it was. It just means that that's the only thing that we could track down in terms of why we think that that happened. So when it comes to you promoting on YouTube, here's what you want to keep in mind to make sure that you don't run into a similar situation. Make sure that you use your disclosures when appropriate. Make sure that when you are making anything for the sake of affiliate promotion, that you fill that video with nice, solid, useful, helpful content as well. And you also want to make sure that if you have an affiliate link, that you make sure that it's clear from the text that's around it and from the link itself, it's clear where people are going to go when they actually click that link. Because that's something that YouTube has actually publicly said as well, that it's very important to make sure that people, when they click on those links, that they know exactly where that link is going to end up. Because, you know, YouTube is in the same boat, right? YouTube's trying to make sure that their users are protected, that their users, you know, aren't getting taken advantage of in any way. So because of that, they just want that clarity in what it is that you are doing with your affiliate links. So before we get into the next comment, a quick word from our sponsor. TubaTools.com has professionally designed thumbnail templates, graphics that remind your viewers to subscribe to your channel, end screen graphics, channel art, motion transitions, and more to help you level up your presence on YouTube. Save 20% on your membership by going to TubaTools.com forward slash coffee or using the promo code COFFEE if you make a purchase from our store. Get everything you need for your YouTube channel at TubaTools.com. Our next question is from Stephanie. And I also want to let you know that before I actually say what the question is, that this question applies to everybody who has different parts in their videos, especially people that are making how-to content, reviews, Q&A content, and similar content like that. But Stephanie asks, what are your thoughts on listing out your main points in the description box of your video? For example, if my video is 10 questions to ask a horse trainer and I list out my content in the location like this at the 32 second mark, what's your experience? The two minute and 45 second mark, what's your rate? And so on. Basically, you just put those timestamps in your description. She says, I've seen a few big YouTubers do this. 
but mostly it's in the comment section and it gets a lot of likes. Um, I have to admit, as a viewer, I really appreciate seeing the content laid out in advance. But I could also see where it encourages people not to watch your entire video. What do you think? Is it a helpful service to your viewer or sabotaging your own watch time? Thank you for that comment, Stephanie. So to answer that comment, here are my thoughts. When it comes to putting out content and growing an audience on YouTube, I'm a much bigger fan of thinking of the viewer experience than I am only looking at watch time. Now, of course, in some situations, you know, yes, you, you want to try to get the, you know, the watch time, you know, off your video because we all know how important watch time is on YouTube and all that and how it can help the video perform. But if people are clicking to certain places in your video and there's a lot of value and a lot of people are clicking to those particular places because it's adding value to them, then you're creating a better user experience, which is what YouTube wants, right? So, you know, a really good example of this is a YouTube channel called Podcastage. So Podcastage, that channel, when the video first starts up, he says that there's a big thing on the screen and that notice on the screen says that there are timestamps in the description so that he can drive people down there. And by doing that and sending people down to his timestamps in his description, he is able to send people to the parts of the video that they are most interested in. And his channel is now well over 100,000 subscribers because people dig it, right? He gets a lot of views on his videos and all that stuff because he is thinking of his content in terms of how it serves the viewers He's not thinking of his content necessarily in terms of, hey, how much watch time can I get from this person, right? So because of that, I really think that depending on the type of content that you have, if you do offer that sort of thing, I think it can be advantageous to you because you're making a better viewer experience. And then you can also be that person where people are like, hey, I appreciate that this creator isn't wasting my time trying to you know, get all this extra time out of me if they even know that that's a thing. But they can say, hey, I appreciate this creator not wasting my time. I'm going to come back and I'm going to watch everything this creator puts out, right? Because you're thinking of the viewers first. And in my opinion, I think that if you want to do as good as possible on YouTube, you got to think of the viewers first. Because if you're thinking of the viewers first, then your decisions are being made in a way that's going to serve your viewers the best, which is going to keep people coming back to your channel, keep people consuming your content and so on. If you're enjoying the show so far, I would like to invite you to take a few seconds and make a quick written review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. I would really appreciate it. And I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.